Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Definitely Tuesday. Another day of having no headphones that work, damn it. People in here just be. Oh, here you go. I'm about to say, people in here just be stealing. Wait, those are headphones? Oh, well, uh, this I is mean, a piece. You know, the headphones okay. that probably been in here for a hundred million thousand years. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let me see if this works better. Well, good morning. I want to shout out nope. to uh, all the parents out there. Still can't hear nothing. Still can't hear nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. No, shout out to all the parents out there. Uh, yesterday, um, you know, my wife is pregnant. She's doing November, so the doctor told her to chill out a little bit. So. I've been um, taking care of the reins that she would usually do. So yesterday, the kids had all types of activities. And, and you know, with me doing so many jobs, whether it's the Breakfast Club, it's real estate, the car show, and all that other stuff, you forget how much your wife does. You're an the idiot, day. then. No? You're an idiot. There's no, I don't care how much I'm doing. You absolutely positively see how much your wife does. I got you got, I got four kids. Yeah, I do, too. So, so, so you, I, I if you five. didn't see that before, nah, you, you you're see, out of your mind. You see it in the house, but, you know, yesterday, you know, my kids have activities like you know they have you name it gymnastics soccer and acting and everything we could possibly put them in and yesterday daddy was the uber driver bro i went from state uh, i was gonna say city to city i went from town to town from town to town to the point where my wife planned it out where you know it's, it's a game of inches you, you got to make sure you're there on time you got to have their food you got to be able to eat at a certain time and drive i just yeah, i just, just want to shout out to all the parents and moms out there man you do oh here we go a magnificent job yeah you must really uh work a lot then because that's my life Every day, I'm, that's all I am is a Uber, nah. up and down the road. Yeah, we have nanny uh, nannies and 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 my wife used to do it, but I, I had to do it yesterday. But I enjoyed it. I, I really had a lot of fun. So shout to all the parents and especially all the moms out there, man. You, you a man, a man cannot job. do what a mom does. No, nope. period. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why we even try to play ourselves and act like we can. It mm-hmm. just does not happen and in no so, way, shape, or form. And it's so disrespectful when you be like, "Hey, you gotta eat this." Mommy don't make it like this. <laughs> no, she's right. And guess what? But I can, Mommy's I, not here. Well, you have to I, eat it and, like this. And I cannot make it like Bobby makes it. You know, I'm just in here trying to do my best. Mommy's not here, and you're going to eat it like this. That's why you got to let your kids read the four agreements and start with number four. Always do your best. Daddy's just doing his best. <laughs> okay? Go. Yes, I am not your mama. All uh-huh. right? Because guess, guess what? We both need her. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Carlos Watson will be joining us this morning. Give people some background on Carlos Watson. Who's Carlos Watson? You tell me. You invested in his company? I did invest in Ozzy Media. Yeah, he's the founder of Ozzy Media, and they've been around since 2013. But as of late, in the past week or so, he's been in the news a lot because uh, there was all kinds of drama that happened with his company. He actually closed the company on Friday, but now he said that he's back up again. Rich people problems, boy. Somebody they was about, somebody was going to invest too. Well, he'll, he'll break it down. It got real nasty, so we'll talk to him. And also, 85 South. My guys. They'll be joining us. Yeah, they'll be hosting uh, the BET Hip Hop Awards tonight. Mm-hmm. So we'll be talking to Carlos Miller, DC Young Fly, and Chico Bean via Zoom, unfortunately. Yes. Because they're all over the place. But yeah, right yeah yes. we'll be talking to them today. And the BET Awards are, are tonight at 9 p.m. So they'll be hosting that, and we'll talk to them in a little bit. But let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what we talking about? 
Well, yesterday there was an outage on Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, and we'll give you some details. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now on Monday Night Football, the Los Angeles Chargers beat the uh, Vegas Raiders 28-14. Now, uh, tomorrow, WNBA fans out there, the Sky take on the Sun tomorrow at 8, and Mercury take on the Aces tomorrow at 10 p.m. Let's go, Aces! I root for the Aces because of uh, Asia Wilson. Dropping a clue bounce for Asia Wilson, 803, Columbia SC all day. Now, what else we got, Yeezy? Well, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, they had outages yesterday from millions of people across the United States. Both the mobile and the web browser editions were not working as of 11.42 in the morning. Facebook said on Monday evening that to the huge community of people and businesses around the world who depend on us, we're sorry. We've been working hard to restore access to our apps and services and are happy to report they are coming back online now. So what they are saying happened. They said our engineering teams have learned that configuration changes on the backbone routers that coordinate network traffic between our data centers caused issues that interrupted this communication. This disruption to network traffic had a cascading effect on the way our data centers communicate, bringing our services to a halt. It was crazy. Uh, wasn't it a, a woman that they said was a Facebook whistleblower yeah, yesterday? Yeah, she used to work there, and she did an interview on Sunday, and she was talking about how Facebook puts their finances ahead of the safety of kids, for example. We know that, though. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't care about, you know, what, 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 if people are addicted to social media or not. And I really don't think people realize how addicted they are to social media. And, and I, would, I, would, uh, I would want everyone to ask themselves, what were you missing yesterday? And once you got back on, what did you do other than post about not being on that day? I love the fact that it was out. I think it opened up people's minds to think of other creative ways to do other things. Even like go on Twitter. Promote your business. Exactly. Uh, no, no, it didn't. Yes, it everybody, did. Everybody's saying that, but that's a lie. Uh, All, you know what everybody did. You guys, did it yesterday? was only six hours. Exactly. But they spent, long, the, they spent the time. time a lot of people, though. They spent the time waiting to get back on. But it's a, it's, that's a, lot, a long time for people that have businesses and use their Instagram and Facebook to promote their businesses. So it gives you a way to be like, damn, if this ever goes down, I need to think of a backup plan. Same thing with the pandemic. If, that's what Twitter's if, for. If, if I, <laughs> see, that's how something people think but i i think i would hope most people think of a backup plan just in case i just wonder does go down don't just rely on facebook and and social media that's all they know twitter posted hello literally everyone yeah i just wonder if people are using social media or social media using them feels like social media is using us more so than we use them all right well mark zuckerberg's net worth dropped by about six billion dollars in those few hours according to bloomberg and he was that makes him number four Five on the world's richest people list. So that uh, that's a, at 121.6 billion. Once he lost that six billion. Why? Why did he lose hours. the money? The stocks dropped or something? Yeah, it'll mm. go back up. So mm. maybe it was a good time to buy the dip. I don't know. And congratulations to Bubba Wallace. He's the first black driver in 58 years to win a NASCAR Cup race. That's so dope. congratulations to him. And here's what he had to say. Yeah, I never, uh, I never think about those things and. It obviously brings a lot of emotion, a lot of joy. The significance of doing it here, it's almost appropriate, isn't it, Bubba? You told me last year here, a low point for you to get the first win here, significant? Yeah, for sure. You know, um, this is all those kids out there that want to have an opportunity uh, and whatever they want to achieve and be the best at what they want to do. And you're going to go through a lot of bull****, but you always got to stick true to your your, your path and and not let the, the nonsense get to you. In 58 years, he's only the second black driver to win a NASCAR Cup race, by the way. Congratulations. The first one was Wendell Scott back in 1963. Mm. All right. 
Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your front page news. I was going to say shout out to all the uh, the black racing teams. I don't think there's too many of them. Uh, shout out to New York Racing Team. I know that that's a black racing team. It's not too many. I think maybe it's three of them in the whole thing. So shout out to all those brothers out there. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Were you pissed off that Instagram was down yesterday and upset? Or didn't it, maybe it didn't bother you? Whatever. I didn't even know. You know what? I, t- I tried to send a WhatsApp and it didn't work. That's how I realized. But I didn't realize how connected all three of them, because all three of them were down. Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. So call us up right now. Let's talk about it. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yeah, good morning. This is Ryan from Fly Arts and Brushes. What's up, Ryan? Get it off your chest. Yeah, I had a, a big issue yesterday with Instagram being out because I run a, a sip and paint business through Instagram and I was corresponding with some co- potential clients and I think I may have lost them now. Mm. That's why sometimes you got to move over to email after you make the initial contact on Instagram. Yep. Email? (laughs) That's the problem. You just can't rely on something that that we don't own, so you got to put it on a bunch of different platforms so you can. So as soon as you get, like she said, hey, take my email. Let's, let's, Let's email or let's talk on the phone. Why y'all acting like this thing was down for six weeks or even six days? Well, for seven hours, that's a lot for people. Yeah, that's how they promote their business. If he's corresponding with people that are coming to a sip and paint that night, and then all of a sudden we don't have each other's information. It was supposed to be that night? You had a sip and paint last night? Uh, No, it's supposed to be like in a couple of weeks. But, you know, the the guys will will call me to set it up. We were negotiating prices and that kind of stuff. What's wrong with their phone? What what happened to their phones after last night? Yeah, you said they were calling you. But the issue I'm having now is I can't I can't get back on to fly arts and brushes. You know, like, sound like you're making this up, sir. I'm I'm dead serious. Sound like you're making this up as you go along. I'm gonna be honest with you, sir. Why would I lie, Charlemagne? I don't lie. know why people lie. That's the, that's what I've been trying to figure well, out. I would for just a long say, time. sir, you know, I'm a you, lot of things, but a liar is not one of them. Well, you know what you could do now from now on, you understand that you know get their contact number and call. You can speak to people on the phone. It's it's okay. That is an option. <laughs> <laughs> Oh he just goodness. said they was calling. Never mind. He said it was email. He said he couldn't get the um. No, he said calling too. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Tyler Hat. Hey, Tyler. Good morning. Get it off your chest. I can't believe I'm even on this radio, man. I'm good. I'm driving to North Carolina, Jacksonville right now. So I'm blessed. Well, we'll talk oh. about it. Get it off your chest. My my niece has cochlear implant, so she's uh, partially deaf. And uh, one of the teachers had told her one day that uh, when her, her cochlear implants went out on her, she told the teacher that. Her ears stopped working. Mind you, she's only five. Mm-hmm. And the teacher told her, go charge your ears. Lord charge have mercy. Charge your ears? What the hell? Yeah, man. That's real messed up. And, uh, my was she was she aware of the, the kid's condition, though? Yeah, yeah. You could see the cochlear implants. They, uh, they're on the outside of her head. They, they're basically put on to the, the top of her head so it could uh, allow her to hear. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I mean, and, well, uh, well, is that an option? Does it charge? I don't know, so I'm not making fun, but does it charge? Maybe the teacher thought the the actual device was dead, that it needed to be charged. Right, Could, can right. that be an well, option? She's a five-year-old, man, and uh, my, my sister already had told them that uh, she has cochlear implants in her ear, so for her to tell tell the teacher that I can't hear and they tell her to go go charge your ears, she can't do that on her own. That's I'm with you. That, uh, she needs mm. help with. She's only five. I'm so. with you. Mm-hmm. And then my daughter... Uh, her first day there, man, uh, she had her book bag, her lunch box, and everything on her. And uh, she was going to a morning program. 
and the people at the morning program comfort her to just go to class when they, it's time for to go to class, but she's a five-year-old. It's her first day in the school. Mm-hmm. You know, have some audacity to walk her to the class is all I'm saying. Be careful with our precious cargo. Absolutely. That's what that's what I hate about um that's what I hate about sending kids to school, you know what I'm saying? Cuz so many people treat it like it's just a business, but these are these are kids, man. These are hearts and souls. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's this yo dj envy charlamagne the god angela yee good morning good morning good morning so what i want to get off my chest i know dj envy you go through this all the time what's that i'm half black people come up to me they <laughs> ask me what my nationality is and they assume <laughs> that i'm spanish puerto rican but my dad's black my mom's white it gets me frustrated sometimes. I want to know what you do about that. How um, the hell would we know? He's talking about me. I don't pay it oh. any mind. I, I don't pay it any mind. I mean, I, I I don't care. I mean, it doesn't bother me. It's not like something I'm like, oh, my God, this grind my gears. No, I don't care. I, you I, don't I, like when people say you Dominican? Uh, so, I, I joke back. I'm saying I'm black, but I don't, it don't upset me to the point where I'm going to go in the corner and cry. I what do people ask you? you, they, ask you what, they ask you, what are Dominican. you? Bro, yeah, make up your mind. I'm not. You just you just said it's not a problem, but now you're I saying told you're him not he Dominican. I don't have to get that mad and that upset. I Wait, I'm trying to understand his. Uh, so people just say, "What are you?" Yeah, they ask me what my nationality is. And I'm like, I I I tell them to guess, and they usually go a Spanish, Puerto what? Rican. And well, you told them to guess. You should just say I'm black. Or, I wish envy would. I wish envy would humor me one day and say. Guess what I am? <laughs> no, no, I understand though. He's annoyed that people come up to him that don't even know him and just say, "What's your nationality?" Like, yeah, I get it. It's annoying. I, I, thank you, brother. I don't have a problem. Like, I, I, I never really understood why people get mad at that. There's so many nationalities and so many people. If you see somebody, you want to ask, why does that bother people? I, I don't understand. Well, he's bothered. He's inquisitive. Like, what are you? Oh, you're this and that. Oh, okay, that's dope. Yeah. I mean, they're entitled to be bothered. But if you have something in your mind, you know what I mean. Like, if you in your mind, you know what you are. I can see why that would be annoying. Because you think you would hope everybody else sees it too. But what are you, Charlamagne? Black. 100% pure God. Okay? You don't look black to me. Hello, who's this? Look more on the white side. I'm 97, I'm actually 97% West African. I've done my Af- uh, African ancestry. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's going on? It's Phyllis Brown. Listen, yesterday was too crazy. Everybody was stupid over social media, man. But we need to all get off of it. Social media is just an everlasting chase of approval, of approval of people we don't care about. That's right. How did you know everybody was going crazy over it? Where'd you see that? On the article. Whenever, you know, if you're on YouTube, Google, anything, all they talk about Facebook. Yeah, it was news. Like, it was on CNN, MSNBC. I'm like, okay. Facebook so you don't now. use social media? Nah, not like that. Because, you know what I'm saying? You start comparing yourself to people who just put up the highlights. It's bad for your mental health. Shout out Charlamagne. I literally, I said, I, I told Duval this about a week ago. I was like, yo, when did social media become like a university of higher learning? Like, I remember 10 years ago when it was literally just a playground. It was literally just a place we went to have fun. We unplugged. Yeah. People don't unplug no more. Nope. Hello, who's this? Yo, listen. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. I want to send a shout out to this miserable person I met this weekend who worked at the Barclays Center. If Uh-oh. you are a miserable person, do not pass <laughs> it on to other people. What happened? <laughs> all right, so I was working at J. Cole concert. First of all, he's my favorite artist. I was praying to work this concert. Mm-hmm. 
I work the concert. Um, I'm also an artist, so I'm like, man, I hope I could get, get a chance to shoot my shot tonight. Uh-oh. I'm standing on the side of the stage, down. right? Mm-hmm. And J. Cole stuck his leg up on the speaker and it ended up falling off the stage. I caught the speaker. We put the speaker back on. Now, if you have seen it, you would have known that a whole chain of speakers would have fell off. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I just saved that from happening. You saved the show. The same woman sees me. Yeah, she goes, uh, you, yeah, you don't belong over here. You got you to gotta go. I'm like, okay. Now I go to where I'm supposed to be. But, you know, and you guys have been to the Barclays Center. You know where, where the cars come into, where mm-hmm. yeah, I'm downstairs. Yep, in the garage, yep. And um, I just waited over there respectfully. You know, I could have pretended I was a part of the entourage, snuck back there. I didn't do anything like that. I just waited quietly um, while, you know, while going back and forth and working. And this same miserable worker came over. Where do you belong? Oh, you don't belong here now. Uh, reported me and a whole bunch of nonsense. But you could just tell, man, she was just a miserable person and she wanted to pass that on to whoever else, you know? Now you leaving out the part where you was trying to slip J. Cole your mixtape and you Absolutely. was telling J. Cole you rap. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just said that. He said but that. it wasn't oh. a mixtape and I, and, and I don't get down like that. You just that. said shoot your shot. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, that could go any, that could mean anything. You it, said shoot your shot. But if she's a manager, was she a manager? No, she wasn't a manager. Oh, because she could have got in trouble. Maybe J. Cole's people would have came yeah, yeah, no, and, no, and you know what? Trouble, and I respect that. It was just the way she went about it. The way she went about it was just nasty. And uh, Sugar Man, come on, I'm about to shoot my shot. What's up with you and these men, man? You said shoot your shot, didn't he say that? You said no, you wanted I to shoot. I'm an artist before I said that. All you heard was shoot your shot. I'm worried about you. I don't bro. know what kind of picture you wanted to paint. But, I was, I was, but where? Okay, I got a question. Where yeah. you? Where you not? Where you were supposed to be though? He wasn't. You know, he was somewhere else. No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't where I was supposed to be. I mean, well, it's, not like, it's not like I was making a disruption or, or uh, like I went about it. Like you know, I work in production, so I try not to invade people's space. I get it. Yeah, but she was doing. Was, she was, was doing her job. Do she was making sure you was, she was security. But I will say, out of every venue that I ever been to, any any concert hall or. Any arena, the Barclays is usually the nicest people I've ever been to. Nah, I'm not yet Barclays. Yeah. I love There's a lot the of people from Brooklyn that work at the Barclays. Barclays is the nicest place. I was surprised because at the at the Garden, they're like that. Yeah, I, w- I would say you know. I love the Barclays. I would say the Barclays is better than the Garden to me, and I'm better than all these arenas. But I get love at the Garden gotta, too, though. You got to do your job, bro. That's it. Do your job. All right, Joe. All right, man. <laughs> He's like, man, you should be on my side. Five eight five one zero five one. Now we got rumors on the way. Well, this sounds like true love. Imagine you have two toilets installed right next to each other so that you and your significant other can poop side by side. Why? All right, we'll get into that next. (laughs) It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Yes, indeed. Let's get to the rumors and start Meg the Trainer. The rumor report. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Megan Trainer. Megan Trainer. Megan Trainer. I don't. I don't know who Megan Trainer. You is. don't know who she is. I do not. She's a singer. She had that song. It's all about that. You know. You don't know that song. It was. You just said it's all big, about. It sounded like you was playing all about the Benjamins. What's singing again? I. I'm not gonna sing. Okay. Just say you don't remember. It's a song about her, her butt being big. It's all about that. 
Y'all don't know Megan Trainer? I don't know if that was the record. I know the record you're talking about. I don't remember it sounding like that. It's all about the words. I can't see. The bass, that's all about that's the bass. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Megan Trainer. Yeah, okay, all right. You just forgot the word, G. Because yeah, <laughs> bass ain't a bad word. I'm bringing but Red told right. me it was Meg the Trainer. That's what that's, that's what. Uh, uh, anyway, Harris. the point of the story is Megan Trainer and her brother Ryan were on the Why Won't You Date Me podcast, and she revealed on that podcast she has two toilets side by side in her house because she wants her and her husband to go to the bathroom together. A lot of times in the middle of the night when we're with the baby, like we we gotta pee at the same time. So I was like, can't we please have two toilets next to each other? And we've only pooped together twice. I can't be near him when he poops because his poops smell foul. But when I'm pooping, I encourage him, come on in. And we're like, look at this, this one. Yes, because I don't poop. I didn't, I didn't have one. a good like poop life before. Okay. And now we're learning about nutrition, and I'm seeing like my poops are like great now and healthy and every day. Okay. And I'll look at him, and I'll be like, Daryl, do you see this massive thing that came out of me? Why she think her don't stink, though? Maybe just... <laughs> what was going on? Guess Maybe... what race it is. <laughs> Maybe she feels like because of her diet and being healthier, it doesn't smell as bad. Uh, Y'all know it smells different at different times based on what you ate. I've never not smelled something, though. My poop ain't never smelled like roses, I can tell you that much. No. You know, know, and when you're married, there's times you got to give each other space. Yes, we have a union, but we're also individuals, and individuals need a long time. The The bathroom is definitely part of that a long time. I don't mind the toilet side by side, but there's never a reason for us to be doing no synchronized pooping. You know, shh. Yes, no, exactly. not at all. I thought it was a bidet. I said, you sure it wasn't a bidet? They had a bidet in the toilet, but nah, not side by side. No. Holding hands, talking about, hey, how was your day? Mm-mm. That's not even how bowels work. Do they? <laughs> I know somebody no. who sits on her husband's lap when what? he's going to the bathroom at times. All right. Nah, nah B. <laughs> now, T-Pain has blamed a nurse for giving his 97-year-old grandmother COVID. He posted, bro, my 97-year-old grandma is in the hospital alone with COVID that she got from her effing nurse. What is wrong with people, man? Please, y'all, just explain it to me. Just help us end this ish, people, please. So according to uh, T-Pain, he's, somebody said, we could assume the nurse was vaccinated and asymptomatic, so clearly he had no clue they had COVID, but that doesn't fit the agenda. And T-Pain said she was not asymptomatic. She was sent home, and the hospital had to contact every patient she had come in contact with. <clears throat> Grandma got tested when she got there and was negative, then positive after the nurse was sent home. There's no agenda. People are a-holes. All right. So, well, with prayers to T-Pain, though, for, uh, mm-hmm. and hoping that his grandmother is safe. Definitely sending T-Pain's grandmother healing energy. Mm-hmm. All right. Saturday Night Live, the new season had a huge drop in ratings, according to the numbers. Owen Wilson was the host of the 47th season over the weekend, and they're saying the ratings plummeted 35% from last season's opener. It got just 3.5 million viewers, according to Nielsen. They do expect, though, there's going to be a big jump when Kim Kardashian hosts this weekend. So we shall see. But they said the weekend's ratings were in line with the final two episodes of last season. And they're saying that might just end up being the new normal for Saturday Night Live. They don't factor in anything else. They don't factor in like digital or, you know, people who might be watching through means other than linear TV. I don't think so. Well, this is just Nielsen ratings. And I guess it compares it to where it was at last year with those same ratings. So not sure. across. I did see a lot of clips, though circulating and I saw some controversy over Pete Davidson playing Dog the Bounty Hunter. All right, well that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news next what are we talking about? 
Yes, and um, we are going to be talking about COVID, of course, and we'll give you some more updates. And shout to Hasbro, the toy company Hasbro. They sent me up some cool uh, My Little Pony stuff. Oh, you love My Little Pony. Yeah, I, I don't know what My Little Pony, I don't know if it's a show, a new show coming out, but they sent some some free stuff, so... My daughter's gonna be in love today oh, when I get home. Daughter. Yeah, yes, for my you think I was gonna be playing with my little pony stuff over on the floor. Yeah. You were so excited. I thought it was for you. <laughs> you shut up. All right. Front page news is next is the Breakfast Club. Come on. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here. Don't you wish everything was as easy as getting quality coverage from the General Insurance? The General offers the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Switch to the General and you could save over $500. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now in Monday Night Football, the Chargers beat the Raiders 28-14. Now in WNBA playoffs, uh, the Sky take on the Sun tomorrow at 8, and the Mercury take on the Aces tomorrow at 10. Let's go, Aces. Dropping a clues bomb for the Aces. Asia Wilson, 803 Columbia, South Carolina all day. Now what else we got, Yeezy? Uh, well, let's talk about the jackpot, the Powerball jackpot of $699.8 million. It's the eighth largest in U.S. lottery history. One person won in California. Damn it, man. And matched all six numbers that were drawn last night. So congratulations to whoever that person is. I definitely played Saturday. I played. The t- cash option. Today. I mean, yesterday I, mean, I played. $496 million. My, mother, my mother-in-law looking at me crazy. We in the grocery store. I'm like, I'm going to play the lottery. She's like. Like, hey, you, you never, never know. know. Damn okay, it, it's $600 million. All right. Now, the CDC has issued holiday guidelines because of COVID. This is weird. Okay, so according to the agency. Yo, Charlamagne look like an old man right now pulling out his lotto tickets. He could barely see, so he got a whole lotto tickets like 30 feet away from his I face. I nothing. <laughs> I usually win like $4, you know what I'm saying? At least get the Powerball right. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Now, the safest ways to celebrate, they said, is virtually with people who live with you only or outside and at least six feet apart from others. They're also urging any unvaccinated American to get their vaccination as soon as possible for maximizing protection against it. And they also recommended additional safer ways to celebrate, like a virtual dance party and collaborate with friends and family on a playlist. Yeah, I saw another one they listed uh, where they said put a fan in the window. I'm like, that's how we grew up. We grew up with the fan in the window. We in a single wide trailer. Yeah, they said keep fresh air circulating while celebrating indoors. Open the windows and doors and place a window fan in an open window to get rid of stale air and put in fresh air from outside. Can you still do that? Can you, can you still put a fan in the window nowadays? Yeah, absolutely. I still okay. got them square fans. Okay. All right. Also, wear a mask indoors for... Uh, or even outdoor for crowded outdoor seating and for activities where you're going to be uh, cl- in close contact with people. And, of course, if you're sick or you have symptoms of COVID-19, do not attend or host a gathering. Okay, guys? I but, think you should know that. And fans in the window, that was the original auto-tune, by the way. You put that fan in the window, then you go through the fan and you that was the original yeah. auto tune. That and the metal fans. The metal fans that the school used to have. Used to well, I never would go near a metal fan. You <laughs> put, crazy. Nobody put their finger in it. You just said, Oh, no, I wouldn't go near a metal fan. I wouldn't t- go. The metal fans look dangerous. They were. All right. Now, there was a press conference yesterday where Joe Biden was emphasizing that they want to put a House pass bill to address the debt ceiling on the floor. And they're saying Congress cannot wait until October 18th to raise the debt ceiling. Here is what Joe Biden explained. There's a cap on what we can borrow called the debt limit. And only Congress can raise or lower that debt limit. Raising the debt limit 
is about paying off our old debts. There's nothing to do with any new spending. The reason we have to raise the debt limit is in part because of the reckless tax and spending policies under the previous Trump administration. And raising the debt limit is usually a bipartisan undertaking. That's what is not happening today. America's never getting out of debt. That's why nobody, anybody out there that's that's in, in debt, you shouldn't be ashamed. It's the American way. Okay, you are a true patriot when you're in debt, all right? You're just like your country. Well, the reason this affects everybody is failure to raise this debt ceiling in time could halt payments that people rely on, like paychecks to federal workers, Medicare benefits, military salaries, tax refunds, Social Security checks, payments to federal contractors. So that's why it's really urgent. And Joe Biden also addressed the Republicans who were supportive when Donald Trump raised it and are trying to block this now. In four years, they'd incurred nearly $8 trillion in additional debt. And Republicans in Congress raised the debt three times when Donald Trump was president, and each time with Democrat support. But now they won't raise it. They won't raise it even though defaulting on the debt would lead to a self-inflicted wound that takes our economy over a cliff and risks jobs and retirement savings, Social Security benefits, salaries for service members, benefits for veterans, and so much more. Mm. All right, well, we will keep you updated, and that is your front page news. There was a great cap in that first Biden, please, too. We need to isolate that. Play the first Biden one, the first Biden clip. He said cap so, so great. There's a cap right there. What we can we gotta isolate that. Just isolate that one part, <laughs> a cap. Daniel, take that. We need that. That's a good cap. Oh my god. Great cap. In four years. All right. All right. All right. Now, thank you for that front page news. Now when we come back, we have Carlos Watson joining us. Now, who is Carlos Watson for people that don't know? That's a good question. He's the founder of Ozzy Media. It's like a multimedia company. They have a newsletter, a YouTube channel, uh, multiple television shows, and he hosts the Carlos Watson Show. And he's in big trouble right now. He actually decided to close down his company on Friday, but then yesterday he decided not to. So we'll tell you, uh, he'll explain what's been going on. All right. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. He's been here several times. We have okay, Carlos okay. Watson, the co-founder and CEO of Ozzy Media. What's happening, Carlos? Man, good to be here. It's been a difficult week, but good to be here. A lot Absolutely. going on. Yeah, yeah. All right. Before we get into that, I know right. you always have to ask people how are you doing, but I'm, yeah. like you said, it has been a difficult yeah. week. So, yeah. how are you feeling? Other than my mom passing it probably is the toughest week i've had really? and, I know, really? I know, and i know people have tougher weeks so i'm not confused i know people have tougher weeks so i'm not trying to put my week in that space but uh uh but but it was a tough week i, I love ozzy i think we built something special as a media company it's not easy building anything Break for anybody down yeah from the beginning because a lot yeah. of people yeah. might not know yeah. who is carlos yeah. watson yeah. who is ozzy yeah. media ozzy. Yeah. Yeah. break the whole thing yeah. down um, and he's a brother, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. if you haven't heard. From, uh, from Miami, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, live in California now, uh, worked on TV, um, uh, doing shows at CNN, CNBC, MSNBC, um, had worked in business before at McKinsey and Goldman, and a few years ago, for family reasons, decided to move to California and decided to start a media company called Ozzy. And it started with newsletters, and then we grew into TV shows on Hulu, Amazon, PBS, BBC, A&E, others. We won an Emmy last year. So some strong work uh, for our show with Oprah, uh, which was great. 
and then podcasts. We've had a half dozen good podcasts, including doing some with iHeart, which has been great, and festivals. I think I've seen you guys around Ozzy Fest in yeah. Central Park. So we built a nice company, 75-plus people, working with lots of great advertisers, doing good work. And about a week ago, there was a piece that I felt was a hit piece uh, in the New York Times uh, by a guy named Ben Smith that I felt was aimed to take us down. And it almost did. Uh, we suspended operations on Friday. It looked like we were going to wind down. And over the weekend, you know, I ended up hearing from lots of people, some of our readers, um, some of our viewers, our listeners. I heard from some of our investors. I heard from some of our advertisers. I was, I was really appreciative of that. And they were like, we need Ozzy's voice in the world. Like, why are you going to go away? Don't let that happen. And so as embarrassing as it was in a way to kind of make a big announcement on Friday and then all of a sudden change your mind, um, I did do that and announced that Ozzy's coming back, that Ozzy's not going anywhere. Somebody told me that uh, uh, you and Ben might have some personal issues because he used to work at BuzzFeed and BuzzFeed was trying to acquire Ozzy and you didn't. Yeah. So so what what happened? Because you said he, yeah. he took you down. He wrote a letter to take you down. What was in this letter? How did he try well, to take you down? Well, it was an article. It was an article in the New York Times. Yeah, so it was an article in the New York Times. There are two pieces to it. One piece is there was a bad incident uh, where my co-founder presented himself as someone he wasn't impersonated. Uh, in the middle of a fundraising, so call. he was a co-founder. So he has co-founder. So it was a call company. with yeah. Goldman Sachs. Call with Goldman Sachs. Mm-hmm. Presented himself as a YouTube executive. I think this was a serious mental health issue. I know some people haven't been in that space before, and so it's hard for them to conceive of that. But it's difficult. Mm-hmm. And, but you, as a real. CEO, had to yeah. know yeah. what was going to be said on that Goldman Sachs call. I mean, it was a call yeah. you're trying to raise forty million dollars. It's portrayed like that, but you know that whenever somebody makes a big decision like that, they don't have like one call. Like, it's three months, it's dozens of calls, it's in-person meetings. They want to meet your customers, they want to meet your employees, they want to uh, talk to your other investors, they want to talk to people you don't even tell them to talk to. And so literally, we were far down the line, and this was one of the last things to do. Mm-hmm. And so the good news is that they didn't invest, because it, w- it would be even a bigger problem. Be like Obviously, broad. they did, yep. <laughs> and, you know, to their credit, they've been gracious. You know. Three, four months after that, they were like, look, that is what it was. We've known you for years. We know that's not who your company is, that your company is something much bigger. And they did a pretty big advertising deal with us, which, you know, I don't think they would do. Right. It wasn't the $40 million investment you were seeking, but they did still advertise. They still did advertise, which is meaningful. And, you know, I still have lots of friends there. And uh, so you didn't know that you didn't know that your CEO was doing that. Like what like what happens in that moment in real time? You're like, bro, what's wrong with you? The Goldman folks called the YouTube folks. Who then his assistant called me. I realized what was happening, and um, you know it was uh, it was tough. It was tough. What's the time span of that though? Um, all like, in, like all, how all, soon after the call? Did all you... in the same day. They called me probably I bet a couple of hours. I'm not sure, but I think they probably mm-hmm. called me a couple of hours. And then I was on the phone with Goldman, and I was on the phone. I think I was on the phone with Goldman the next day. What was the purpose of saying he worked? He was an exec at YouTube. Um, I, I really think it's something that doesn't make sense, and um, I think he believes. That it was a medical issue and a mental health issue. I think he thinks that that's not who he is. And um, I certainly, working with him for almost a decade, I hadn't experienced him like that before. Was that the reason why they didn't invest? It was. They were pretty close to saying yes. Did you sever ties with the CEO? Yep. We've asked him to step down. You know, there's a lot of people out there that say, you know, reading that, you know, this mental health is used as, you know, you're just using it as a scapegoat. Yep. And that, you know, he was, he might have been saying that he worked at YouTube to say, mm-hmm. hey, I'm a YouTube exec. This mm-hmm. place has, the numbers are great. And this yeah. is why you should invest. And that, you know, the whole mental health is just using it as a scapegoat to get around that. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. a very specific yep. lie to yep. tell. Yep. Yep. Um, 
you know, I don't know what to say about it. And and I know and I, I know that skepticism is there and I know that people are gonna look into it. And I trust that Goldman looked into it and I trust that if Goldman felt like it was something other than that, that they wouldn't have done mm-hmm. a pretty meaningful, you know, advertising partnership. Um, YouTube, uh, after this, continued to work with us, uh, signed us a new partner, promoted some of our best episodes with Dr. Fauci and Ava DuVernay. And a couple months after that, uh, gave us a written offer, Google, which is YouTube's parent, to invest $25 million. So I don't think they would do that if they thought Mm-hmm. That there was something brought or wrong. Yeah, what about uh, what about Ben though? Is there is there something personal between the there guy is. who there wrote is. the New there York is. Times article? There so is. was it that incident that sparked the whole article in the New York Times? That's that's wrote? that sparked the whole article. But really, I felt like part of that was salacious, and we can have a conversation about whether people's medical histories should be out there, and we can have a conversation about whether he should have even been allowed to write this piece. This is a guy who has been after us for several years. Two years ago, in August, he sent me an email, copied to CEO in, said, I think we, you guys should get together and talk about the possibility of them buying us. They spent three months- BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. From August 2019 to November, about November 20th, they spent about three months looking at our financials, looking at our traffic, talking to our team, having us meet their team, going all through that. And at the end of that, they gave us a written offer for $225 million. Now today, he's saying the company's junk. Why'd you spend three months and offer us hundreds of millions of dollars, and now you're saying it's junk? And you turned down that offer. We turned it down twice. Mm -hmm. And after that, he quit the company because he was on his last legs, and he was saying, I don't really feel like new media can work. And he went to the New York Times, and his first column in March was, I once thought I could make new media disrupt old media, but I feel like I can't make it work, and so I'm going back. And... I have felt since then that he looked at us as someone who spurned him, and he didn't even tell his editors about this when he wrote the piece. I had to tell his editors. I that said, seems irresponsible. That's, I think there's a major conflict of interest, and I said to his editors, I said, has he told you that he went up and down and through it, tried to buy us, we said no, and he still owns major shares of BuzzFeed? He stands to gain if Ozzy goes down. Right. right. And I would also think that if he brought this to the owner of BuzzFeed, this deal, that he would profit from uh, a deal enormously, like that happening. Enormously. All right, we have more with Carlos Watson when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Carlos Watson, the founder and CEO of Ozzy Media. You know, he has the Ozzy Festival. He's been in some hot water the last couple of days. So, what would you say to people that say, you know, because everybody fudges their numbers all day long, right, right, YouTube right, and all right, these other yeah, sources. Yeah. What if people that say, what was so bad about what he did? Yeah, he lied. He was it's an exec. So what is so bad to the point where the company would have to shut down? You know, it wasn't about that. Um, Envy, I made a big mistake. I took advice that said, hunker down, don't say anything, just go quiet, and it'll go away. In my gut, I knew it wouldn't. That's not what would happen. And so basically, after the piece came out all of last week, all of these people with gripes, people we fired, people who were on my show for a month and then quit and then spent the next year trying to get back on it, sending me texts as recently as six weeks ago. All of a sudden, they all were finding ways to do gripes. And the more other people saw people being able just to get their 15 minutes of fame, and I know it may sound crazy to some people, the more other people came out of the woodworks and doing it. And so it was almost a little bit of a feeding frenzy. So I, I made a mistake. I should have... My instinct was to jump in right away and have the conversation 
because I know we do good work. I think I should have been uh, been more on it. I was going to say, I see uh, along those lines, mm-hmm. Eugene Robinson, yep. who was your former editor-at-large, I guess he stepped down, or yeah. I'm not sure what yeah. happened there. We, we fired him. You fired him. Yep. Okay, so I see now there's all these other exposés about what the culture was like right. working at Ozzy. Yep. So can you address some of that? Because they yep. were saying there were people who were working in insane hours, yep. and you know they were saying Carlos can be very charming, but mm-hmm. then he can flip the script on yep. you and you know, get enraged. So can you address some of those allegations yeah, of yeah. what that workplace experience yeah. was like? And you know, it's it's hard to, because almost no matter what I say, it's going to sound defensive, right? But here's what I will tell you. I'll tell you that over the last eight plus years, we've hired almost a thousand people, part-time and full-time. Over half of them have been women and people of color. You know, we have paid people well. I think we've given people good opportunities. Even some of the people who criticized said that there were good opportunities. But I would say a couple things that I heard. People said, we work long hours. Yeah, you have to do that as a startup. I wish I could say that it was otherwise, but you do. People said that you push too hard. I think I would say to that, I'm sure that there are times when I have pushed too hard. And I'm sure there are times when, if I had a chance to do it all over again, I would have pushed differently. I think there are people who said that you bully. I'd say that's definitely not true. Um, Or at least I believe that's definitely not true. Let me say it that way. I think in general, we built a good culture, but you see it sometimes on Yelp or Glassdoor or other things. Where, or you see it on Twitter, where it's the unhappy people who are making the loudest noise. And last week was an opportunity for anyone who had a grudge to come at it and come with it. And I hope this week, now that I'm speaking out more, I hope you'll hear from more people who felt like, you know what? Ozzy gave me my first chance. So of all of the things that are said, I am sure that almost like anywhere that we could be better. But if you ask me, do I think we had a toxic culture or that? No, I don't think we did. Do you feel like you're being attacked more because you're a black person that owns a company? Yeah, I, I clearly think that there's a racial distinction. Do you fear jail time because of that? Because I've been hearing that all weekend. Oh, they're gonna make an example out of yeah. out of Carlos. Yeah. Do you fear jail time because of that? Um, I'd be really disappointed if if, if that is the case. Um, but what would they charge you with? I'm just curious. This is jail I, I don't know, but it, what, what has happened over the last week, Envy, is that people have thrown crazy things. I mean, here's three or four of the things they said. One, they said that we're making up our numbers in terms of the audience. And instead of saying, you guys may care about website traffic only, but we don't. We care about newsletters. We care about podcasts. We care about TV show views. We care about live events. And those are our numbers. And be- so those are like impressions that come from numerous different places from, rather from, than just Yeah. And so, But because website. it's not the way they do it, it's like saying Amazon can only do books. Well, Amazon doesn't only do books anymore. And so, yes, we started digitally, but we moved on. We started doing other things. Well, I mean, clearly the YouTube numbers matter, though, because, yeah. I mean, the, your, your guy pretended to be a YouTube executive. So yeah. I understand getting impressions from everywhere else, but if you were fudging the numbers specifically yeah. on yeah. YouTube, and that's what you we, got. We weren't fudging the numbers on YouTube. I mean, you can't fudge the numbers on YouTube because the numbers on YouTube are out there for everyone to see. But one of the things you keep hearing from them, Charlemagne, is they say, well, but you paid for them. I was like, well, doesn't HBO pay to advertise a new TV show to you? Doesn't mm-hmm. NBC pay mm-hmm. to advertise a new new show to you? Doesn't Uber pay to try and reach you? Doesn't Geico try and pay to reach you all the time? Like, stop talking about marketing like it's some illegal thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's not. It's smart. Otherwise, what's the other choice? The other choice is you let some random algorithm choose who gets to see your stuff. Mm-hmm. I would rather take control and say, I want to make sure Angela, Envy, Charlemagne all see my stuff. And I think that's smart. Why would we leave it up to the algorithm? Because what does the algorithm favor? Clickbait. It's not going to favor 
a serious piece on rising stars or on mental health and the climate crisis or on changes that are coming in artificial intelligence and how it might affect black and brown people. That's not what the algorithm is going to favor. I heard a lot of people say this week, um, you know, they were shocked that Ozzy considers itself black media. Right. Because they were saying, you know, um, he, he doesn't make any noise in the right. black media space. Right. Black people don't go to Ozzy for black right. news. Like, what do you what do you say to that? Uh, I'm black and I am a majority owner of our common stock. And um, I would say to you that we have an incredibly diverse workforce. I'd say to you that we are overrepresented from our content standpoint, including the show we want to Emmy for called Black Women Own the Conversation with Oprah and with OWN. So I get that there are a bunch of people who over the last six to nine months, they saw us rising. They were upset about it. And Roland Martin did wrong. I mean, he did wrong. That's not okay what he did. What you, Soledad O'Brien, they were all on Twitter trying to pretend like we're not a black-owned company when he knows we are or that it's somehow illegitimate for us to get it. So, look. Well, it, I think being black-owned is one yep. thing, but, you know, sometimes they put black faces in mm-hmm. those spaces. Yep. But, you know, what, is, what are the shows on the network hosted by black people? What's the content that's catering to a black audience? Carlos Watson's show is hosted by a black man. And disproportionate has a disproportionate black audience, meaning more than 11 to 12 percent, which is, as you know, our percentage of the U.S. population. So what about the podcast? How many podcasts hosted by black people? We have had the TV shows hosted by black. people. Yeah. Great question. Um, A majority of the TV shows hosted by black people. We have had at least one and maybe two of our podcasts of our six podcasts hosted by black people. I would tell you that um, when you look at our reporting staff, it's often been as much as a third black. We've always been good, Charlemagne, at having an incredibly diverse workforce that's been purposeful, it's been intentional. I've traveled the country and traveled the world to make sure that happens. We've always had fully paid internships, which lots of black and brown kids have taken good advantage of, and we get lots of good kids their first chance and hire many of them um, to go forward. When we started our Aussie Genius Awards, which is a summer program where we give $10,000 the college students who have big ideas whether they want to write a book, do scientific research, et cetera. We're the ones that gave one of the first big opportunities to Amanda Gorman before people knew who she was or Brandy Merriweather or a whole series of other young people. So I feel really good about what we've done and what we do in the community. I hope we continue to be an important and vibrant presence. All right, we have more with Carlos Watson when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Carlos Watson, the founder and CEO of Ozzy Media. You know, he has the Ozzy Festival. He's been in some hot water the last couple of days. So what do your investors say, like A-Rod? You know, you, brought, you came up here with A-Rod one time. What, what, what are your investors saying? I'm an investor, too, by the way. Thank you. You know what? It's been a traumatic week for everybody. What I was grateful for is over the weekend, some of the folks who were most traumatized by it, rather than just sit back, they were the ones who they got on the phone with me and they were like, you can't go anywhere. We've seen you work those 18-hour days that people are talking about seven days a week. We know that you haven't taken salary in almost three years so that you could make sure more people didn't get laid off at the beginning of the pandemic. We've seen the good stuff you're doing. Like, don't go anywhere. What's the plan moving forward? You know, we're gonna we're gonna get back in it. We're gonna begin um, sharing our newsletters again. I'm gonna go to our audience and tell them where we are and what's happened and where we've been and where we're going. Um, you'll start seeing our TV shows again. I hope in the next month or two. They said you were lying about the TV shows too, saying that you had a deal with A and E and you didn't really yeah. have a deal with A and E. Yeah, and th- and that was a lie. And um, I saw Monday A and E canceled yeah. the show that was planned. It, they they paused it and pulled it. 
Now, the gentleman who came up with this thing, our first producer, he's a guy who was with us for a month, and I appreciate the work that he did, but then he left. And over the last year, he's probably sent me three or four emails or texts saying, congrats, you got Matt Damon on the show. It's on Amazon.prime. You're killing it. And now he's out there grabbing 15 minutes of fame saying they made this up, yada, yada, yada. That's not the case. Is it disappointing to you that more people aren't coming to your defense who've worked with you and who've had great experiences? Yeah, and you know, I thought about that a lot too, uh, Angela, and I hope it'll change this week. And one of the things I realize is that even people who I know and love and people who worked hard at Ozzy and been there for years, you know, I got a text from one of my guys this week and one of the guys I was closest to, and he said, you know, I felt like I had to distance myself from you this weekend because all the stuff you know, was so bad I had to move on. And I realized that I made a mistake last week by not getting out there because I think I needed to be in it because otherwise people believe stuff mm-hmm. like that A&E stuff or the Sharon Osbourne thing. I don't know if you heard the Sharon Osbourne yeah, the Sharon Osbourne. Or the other kind of crazy mm-hmm. stuff. Like all this crazy stuff literally came through unfiltered. So let's see what happens over the next couple of weeks. I'm really pleased that the first person who actually helped me with the business plan over eight years ago she was the first person I called, and she said, I'm sad about all the crazy stuff I heard, but there's no way it can end like this. I'm in with you, and let's see what other people say. I've, I've heard people say... the Sharon Osbourne thing, too, okay. since, you, since yeah. you brought it up? Yeah. I know so, that so you Sharon, guys had it. Sarah, again, you got all these people grabbing these 15 minutes of fame. Sharon Osbourne, we, Ozzy Fest, as you know, was Healthy Successful Summer Festival, Music and Ideas Festival. You guys had a class because of the name Ozzy. And, right, and she's got something called Ozfest. And so she tried to sue us, and we're like... We're not backing down. No one wants your name Ozfest, and no one wants to be confused with something involving Ozzy Osbourne. And I said, you know what? We gotta go at it. And they kept trying to make me. They kept trying to make me kind of say, we'll change the name. Like we're not changing the name. And so in the end, we settled. We agreed to give her shares in the company, about fifty thousand. Sharon Osbourne. Sharon Osbourne. Mm -hmm. And so jokingly, I said, because anyone who owns shares, yourself included, I said, is an investor. And um, you said that in twenty nineteen. Or whenever I said it. I, I said it on the air somewhere. And then Sharon Osbourne, who got booted from the talk and was looking for a moment of relevance, decided to pile on and said, Carlos Watson's trying to claim I'm an investor. What thoughtful person would say, hey, you know, you should invest in me because Sharon Osbourne is? How does that sound? You think that's a winning pitch? Well, I get what she's saying. Technically, she's yeah. not an investor. You, you know she was rewarded some equity, but she's not. She didn't invest. All right, I get your point, but you also mm-hmm. get my point, which is that I, I was I wasn't going around telling lots of people, "Hey, Sharon Osbourne's an investor." I thought you said you said it on TV. I said on TV in a joking moment when someone asked me about it. I'm gonna be honest, Carlos. Between you and your COO, y'all play too much. That's what it sounded like to me. <laughs> why y'all playing so much? You, 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 why you, 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 you know, you, you know what? And I beg you, don't go there because mental health. W- is- w- what, what I yes, and 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 what, if people keep going there, Charlemagne, go down that road, which is why I did the Today Show, mm-hmm. which is why I did Squawk Box. Again, we have made mistakes like all of us. Mm-hmm. But because you do something stupid or sloppy, that doesn't mean it's illegal. And can we can we be better with data? Of course. Can we be better with marketing? I hope we definitely can. Are there smarter things I probably could do in terms of having a good culture and being a good leader? Definitely. And I think we will do them. I heard a lot of people say uh, last week, especially black people, that mm-hmm. they weren't coming to your defense because they don't feel like you've ever been there for black people. Who say that? I'm Charlie. not gonna say no names, but I've heard I've heard people I, say. Well, that. Uh, you know, and they, say, and they said they've never even heard you, you speak you, about. You know what? You black know what? You know until that, that, now that's, when that's, you're in that's not true. And 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 send them to me. What about the um 75 employees who work for Ozzy? Are they keeping their jobs? 
I hope that most will, but but part of it will be up to them. What, what do you say to other black-owned media who've been fighting for ad dollars? Do you feel like you owe them an apology because your situation might affect them raising funds in the future? You mean, do I owe them an apology because uh, someone who wanted uh, to buy me and wanted to benefit from buying me and I said no to did a hit mm-hmm. job on me? No, I don't owe somebody an apology because Ben Smith, who tried to buy my company and got mad when I said no and kicked off this kind of crazy feeding frenzy, that, no. I hope people see this black man not surrendering. We're taking it, going to learn from it, and keep going forward. Since you're the person who can clearly raise the cap, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, why not connect with people in the black media space who are doing that work, like the Roland Martins, like yep. the Black Star Network? Yep. Yep. I would love to, and I hope and know and believe it's true, that we also, even before this, have given back, and we will continue to give back and give forward. And whether I can help with fundraising or other ways, it's interesting, Charlamagne, one of the things, even before this I want to do, and now I'll do more, is I've said that I want to do um, some black boot camps. You know, they used to have these books, What They Don't Teach You at Harvard Business School. want to have mm-hmm. something, What They Don't Teach You as a Black Entrepreneur. What would you say to, like, a Roland or a Black Star Network who feel like they couldn't get the advertising dollars because whenever they would reach out, those people would say they already invested don't, in Don't let it be crabs in a bucket. Don't let it be crabs in a bucket. People can invest in many different Correct. platforms. Correct. That's what I'm saying. I'm asking, like, what would yeah, you Yeah, yeah. Why should it only be one? It should mm-hmm. be many. Is AzzyFest coming back? You, you, you better believe it is. And I really think, Angela, that's going to be the moment. I think that'll be the moment when people be like, you know what? Ozzy came back. Right. You know, I'm an investor in Ozzy. What if uh, I want my money back? How do you plan to get investors their money back? By making the company successful and hopefully one day either um, I'd love it if we had the chance and it's hard to do, but I'd love it if we had a chance to take the company public. And I'd love that, you know, one day you look back and you were like, you know what? I believed in them. And then they had that traumatic moment. And for a second, I was thinking, you know, why did I do this? But they stuck with it, and I saw them come back, and I saw them get stronger. So I'd like, I'd like to do that. But clearly, I'm sure with you and a lot of other people, I'm gonna have to earn your trust back. How do you plan to do that? Like, what do you tell investors like yeah. me moving forward? I, I, you know, just the truth, which is that this is gonna be hard, but it's worth it. The last eight years were real. We built real stuff. Five newsletters, a dozen TV shows, either on the air on real networks like Hulu, Amazon, BBC. PBS, A&E, Lifetime, half a dozen podcasts, three festivals plus. All of that is real. We're going to build it back better. And, um, you know, the first three to six months will be crucial. I think, again, whatever we do has to be good work. And I think the other thing I will tell you is watch the team. I think whatever team we come back, you know, uh, I don't know how many of you guys are football fans. Do we have football fans in here? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah? You guys remember the Oakland Raiders? Which one? Which year? From the 70s and 80s? You know, look, they had a a lot of people who were uh, who were castoffs, right? They had a lot of people who who at the time weren't the prize, like, but they put all that together to fight back harder. And I hope that'll be end up being true about Ozzy because we got terrific people, and I hope a lot of folks will come back. And I hope a lot of folks, if we end up doing what we say we're going to do, I hope people will will read and watch and listen. Are you going to talk to some of these people that's really criticizing you, like the Rolling Martins? Would you sit down with Rolling? Would love to. Rolling, we're going to make that happen. And, and you know, I was disappointed in Rolling, if I'm honest. But you know what? Maybe I was wrong, and so I'm happy to learn and grow. What disappointed you the most? I thought it was a little bit of a crabs, crabs in the bucket sort of thing. I thought that immediately he saw us in trouble, and he just, more than anyone, he was the one retweeting and posting, and, and it was almost assassination-like. And given his experience at CNN and what happened to him, I thought he'd be the last person being involved in that kind of thing. And so, mm. you know, it is what it is, and um, and I've got to learn from that, and I've got to get better. But 
if you ever see me doing that, let me know. I hope I hope you will never see me doing that. I hope even if we have differences, you and I will have the conversation. I won't be out there trying to assassinate people in public along with the mob. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, it's Carlos Watson. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah. All right, well, Dave Chappelle, his new special on Netflix, The Closer, that he filmed in Detroit, is now available. It came out at midnight. Mm -hmm. And I have a couple of... You want some spoilers from it? A couple quick clips? Because you're going to want to watch the whole thing. It's over an hour. All right, so he, of course, talked about getting COVID. I know you probably heard on the news. I did. I did get coronavirus. And it was was something else. Like, okay, first of all, when the doctor told me I had coronavirus, I got to tell you, I was surprised how it made me feel. I felt dirty. Because I had been walking around Texas, just touching doorknobs, hands all moist, tipping with cash. Here, take this to your family. I must have killed thousands of people just trying to get tonight's show together. So I hope you appreciate it, because a lot of is dying for me to get this one off. All right, then he also talked about having to quarantine after that. I had to quarantine for 10 days at least. He's going to have to stay in the room. I didn't go nowhere. And, and, and it started making me nuts because I would just sit in the room and, and watch videos all day. Now, you know what I was watching? And I hate to say this, but there was a lot of videos, sadly, of black people beating up Asians for no reason. Oh, these attacks were unprovoked. I couldn't believe it. And I was sitting in the room watching this. Shit. It was stressing me out. I was stressed already because the whole time when you get coronavirus, at least the first five days, you wait see how sick you're gonna get. And it turns out, and this is true, I didn't get sick at all. <laughs> Look at me. I am the Magic Johnson of coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> now he also addresses the baby and, uh, okay, so this is an interesting one because he talks about the baby and how the baby got canceled recently, even though he's had some other things that happened. Here is what Dave Chappelle had to say about the baby. The baby was the number one streaming artist until about a couple weeks ago. Uh, now, you know I go hard in the paint, but even I saw that shit was like, God damn, the baby. Ooh, he pushed the button, didn't he? Punched the LBGTQ community right in the AIDS. But I do believe, and I'll, I'll make this point later, that the kid made a, a very egregious mistake. I will acknowledge that. But, you know, a lot of the LBGTQ community doesn't know the baby's history. He's a wild guy. He once shot a nigga and killed him in Walmart. Nothing bad happened to his career. Do you see where I'm going with this? In our country, you can shoot and kill a nigga, but you better not hurt a gay person's feelings. Ah, that joke lacks a lot of context because he, it was self-defense. He was with his daughter and somebody tried to attack him in Walmart. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it was more of the point. And of the stand that. your ground law applies. It's like you know that you can't. You may you can't just say he's a wild guy and he killed somebody. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think most <laughs> of the people that down. were there understood the whole context of it and what he was talking about. I don't everybody know. was laughing when he talked yeah, was, about yeah, it. Yeah, because it's funny. Yeah, it was. But that, but you still got to put context with it because you know you, you, you paint a picture of the brother that you know isn't isn't necessarily true. It was self defense. But the baby was there um, at Donnell's show in Charlotte. He came both nights, by by the mm-hmm. way, while uh, Donnell was taping his Netflix special. So, I guess they have a good relationship. And that's why he, you know, he didn't get. I don't think he got charged with anything. I think it was. I think it was, it was self-defense. self-defense. It yeah. was self-defense. Yeah. 
Right. But anyway, that special is out now. The closer, absolutely hilarious. I already know people on Twitter. Some people are mad. Some people are entertained. But I will say, as controversial as some of the things that he says are, he's very funny and intelligent. So I advise everybody to watch that. Yeah, one thing that Chappelle has mastered the art of, he knows that, you know, he, he's not saying things to get to get amens. No. You know, he's he's fully aware that when he says things, some people are gonna agree, some people are gonna disagree, some people are gonna find it funny, some people are not gonna find it funny. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't move like that now because of social media and because of cancel culture. They try to say the right thing all the time because they're afraid of the backlash. Well, Chappelle comedians, is not. Comedians got that leniency too. They can do that. Not, not too well, many successful can. ones. Well, I feel like too that also don't have to worry about certain things. I think Dave's at a point in his career where well, financially he doesn't have to worry about oh maybe i'm not gonna get this opportunity 50 50 is one of those people that could do that too all right now let's talk about dr dre his divorce battle now they are saying according to page six that this alleged mistress has been unveiled he has denied an affair with this woman killy anderson but uh there's been rumors of this in tabloids since 2013 and there's also been rumors that the pair have a child together but now there's some paperwork and the woman, Kelly Anderson, owns a tanning salon, and she is said, according to this paperwork, to have been in a relationship with Dr. Dre, with whom she had a child. So when anybody works there, she has them sign a confidentiality agreement that they would not pry into her life and that they would keep all things that they learn about her life private. Well, according to this paperwork, uh, she ended up violating, a person violated the term of his employment by asking other employees what they knew about her, about her child, and what was the relationship, the nature of her relationship with Dr. Dre. So uh, now I guess that information is out about one of the alleged mistresses as everything is being revealed in this lawsuit with his uh, ex-wife in this bitter divorce. All right, now, Britney Spears and Madonna, that kiss that they had at the 2003 MTV Video Music Awards is being auctioned off as an NFT now. The actual photo of that kiss was taken by a Hollywood photographer, John Shearer, and he's entering the NFT space with Cryptograph. So it's a one-of-a-kind moment. Yeah. They're also going to be raising money for a good cause for GLAD. I still think the NFT stuff is a scam. you going to pay I mean, for a picture? Because it's the original picture, but we don't really know if it's the original picture. But then you it is get the original picture. Pictures. It's being taken by the. You go ahead and buy that if you want. And then the good thing about it is that every time you sell it, over the person who originally owned it still gets a percentage if it sells again and again and again. So you continue to make money off of the NFT. What does NFT stand for, by the way? Non fun non fungible token. Mm. I think that's what it is. Something like that. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's the original of whatever. But buy some land, man. Go get some stocks. Something that you could. I don't know. Listen, a lot of times people question things when they're new, but you also don't want to miss out on them, right? But you're buying something that, you know, go ahead, never mind. I can't speak on it. I have no idea. It's digital, it. so that's why it'll be hard. It's like using blockchain technology so that it can't be replicated. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Oh, and, and just to be accurate, the baby, yeah, he did have his charges against him uh, dropped. Yeah, it was dropped. Yeah, his charges were dropped yeah. because it was self-defense. Yeah. He was charged with carrying a concealed gun. He actually came up here right after that. Remember he came up here and spoke to us about the whole thing? I don't remember. No, no, that was that other thing. That was the thing at his house. <laughs> no, that was another. He was. was t- another no, thing. he told that story, too. He told both of those <laughs> stories, both the, stories the first yeah. time he came here. Yeah, all right. All right. Well, Charlamagne, who are you giving your donkey to? Mm. Man, this this really warrants a discussion, but there's a married couple uh, named John and Judy. John Walworth and Judy Corey. Uh, they need to come to the front of the congregation. We would like to have a word with them. Okay, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
Our audible pick of the day is Founding Fubu by Damon John. The trailblazer of hip hop fashion started his revolutionary clothing line in his mom's house. Hear how he did it in this inspiring memoir. Sign up for a free 30 day audible trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Yeah, it's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? I'm very perplexed by this story. Uh, donkey of the day for Tuesday, October 5th, goes to a now married couple named John Walworth and Judy Cowrie. I really don't know what kinds of relationships people be having with their significant others. I don't judge. I just wonder. Because I read stories like this and husband and wives be doing things to each other that I would never think of doing, okay? Not judging, just wondering, all right? Not telling people how they should move, just wondering what the hell is, is happening. Now, I, I know you're like, why in the hell is this married couple getting donkey today? Well, gather around, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to tell you a story. There was once a man named John, and of Judy, he grew very fond. That's all I got. I have no fairy tale bars here because this story is not a fairy tale. In fact, this story actually makes me want to have a conversation with John and Judy simply because I would like to understand the dynamics of their relationship. Maybe I can learn a thing or two, okay? Now, I've been with my wife 23 years, married seven, I believe, proposed in 2013, got married 2014. Envy, how long you been with you? I've uh, been with my wife 26, married 20. When y'all got engaged, how long y'all engaged? Uh, not too long. Maybe less than maybe five to seven months. Okay. Seven months, about seven months. Was there ever a point in uh, you know, that engagement, or even in your life, that you thought of suing her for any reason? Suing her? No. Yes. I'm not a fool. If 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 you sued her when y'all was engaged, do you think y'all would have still gotten married? No way. Same. I feel the exact <laughs> not even same. a chance. Okay. Not only would I have not sued my wife if I did sue her, clearly. I don't want to marry her, but I guess we don't got that John and Judy love. Let's go to Newsweek for the report, please. A Cleveland man who fell down the stairs after tripping over a pair of his then fiancé's shoes cannot sue her despite trying. A judge ruled on Thursday. John Walworth fell down the stairs of his now wife Judy Corey's basement in February 2018 and suffered several broken bones as well as $80,000 in medical bills. Walworth claimed he didn't see the shoes because he was carrying a large box into Corey's home at her request. The three-judge panel ruled that the shoes were open and obvious, and that they would have been seen by any person taking reasonable precautions. According to records, Corey and Walworth have known each other for decades, began dating in 2015 and became engaged in 2017. They were married in May 2019 and remain married. I really don't understand. John fell down the stairs after tripping over a pair of his then-fiancé's shoes. Uh, it's his now wife, okay? It was her basement in February of 2018. Suffered several broken bones as well as 80000 in medical bills. According to court filings, John claimed he didn't see the shoes because he was carrying a large box into her home at her request. There was a three-judge panel that ruled the shoes were open and obvious and that they would have been seen by any person taking reasonable precautions. But forget all that. I mean, don't forget all that because that's a big part of the story. But John and Judy have known each other for decades. They began dating in 2015, became, in, became engaged in 2017, married in May of 2019, and are still married now. At what point 
Is it okay to sue your fiance? And at what point after you're sued, do you see yourself saying, yeah, I'm gonna still marry this dude. I have so many questions. Now he was bringing four one gallon vinegar jugs from Judy's car to her basement. He tripped over her shoes, fell and broke bones in his left arm and hand, underwent three surgeries and several months of physical therapy. I want to know was Judy with him throughout this whole process? If Judy was helping this man through his rehab and he still attempted to sue her, how in the hell did she still want to marry him? Wedding vows say for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, the love and the cherish till death to us part. This is after marriage, though. And even in marriage, those vows don't say anything about your significant other suing you, okay? His attorney argued in court that Judy failed in her duty as a host to protect the social guests from dangerous conditions that she created? Her fiancé? They are going back and forth in court about whether or not her shoes were concealed or whether they were out in the open. Man, forget all that. How did these people still walk down an aisle together? Business is business, but that's your fiance, your wife. I can understand if y'all was getting divorced. Or I can understand if y'all didn't get married after he attempted to sue, but I just need to know how. I need to know why. I'm not mad at y'all. Y'all clearly more healed than me. Okay, your relationship is clearly standing on a solid foundation. I'm not saying mine isn't. I'm just saying I don't see how the hell you sue your fiance and still marry them. Is this common? Is this common? Am I missing something? I, I have no idea. I honestly don't even know why this is stupid. It just feels stupid. Therefore, I'm giving it the credit it deserves for being stupid. Please give John Walworth and Judy Corey the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. So they sued each other and they still went on. No, John sued Judy. And then they went on to be married. With the marriage. And they were engaged when he tripped and fell. Now think about this, right? I know, I know it sounds crazy. May, please, I'm trying to find some clarity to the situation. Close your eyes. No. Close your eyes. No. Me and you married, right? No. Okay. Me and you about to marry. Me and no. you. <laughs> he goes, okay. No, me, I'm, I'm pitching it to you, married. Me, me and you about to get married. Okay. I trip. We come up with this idea. You sue me, we get the money, and we break it down anyway. Yeah, but it's going to cost me to sue you. Well, we get the money back together. And why would I be suing you? I know what you have. Yeah, but you're suing the insurance company. You're not suing a person. Yeah, it's not like coming out of your pocket. Uh, it's not coming out of your pocket. Uh, Me and you about to get married. I sue you for, let's say, 100000 We get sixty. The lawyer. I think you guys five. should do it so we can really is. understand then, it. Now we pay for the wedding out of the insurance money. Okay, now you're making some sense. I'm just trying to figure out. Now, now that makes a little bit now of sense. Now we know how Envy's mind works. So they finessing. They just finessing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, see, that makes sense. And they probably get a little bit of money for the wedding and the honeymoon. There you go. But the lawsuit you know wasn't wasn't able to go through the judge ruled against it oh, well they tried but I mean if that was the case okay I can see that alright little scam scam thank you man alright now open your eyes we're not married no more I never closed my eyes sir. <laughs> I never closed my eyes and if you, if you imagine me closing my, closing my eyes something's wrong with you you close your eyes I did right. not close my eyes well thank you for that dog you better shut up I tell everybody what chain you wear tuck your chain you better tuck your chain that's what you better do tuck your damn chain tuck your chain you better leave me alone tuck your chain leave me alone tuck your chain I'm not promoting anything you know you're on video tuck your goddamn chain I'm not promoting anything tuck your chain my attorney said I can wear it I'm not promoting anything what you say? What do you say, Mr. There's Biden? A cap. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know. Okay. Drive your dreams car shows coming up. All right. Now, up next, we have the 85 South 
show. My guys, us. Carlos right. Miller, Chico Bean, DC Young Fly, they're hosting the BET Hip Hop Awards tonight. That's right. So we're going to talk to them when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us. Our guys, the eighty-five South Show. What up, fellas? Hey. And then what's happening? What's going on? Now tonight is a big night. You guys are hosting the BET Hip Hop Awards. Congratulations again. I like to hear. Yeah. That. And congratulations to you, DJ MV. You was on the, you was on the red carpet hosting. Dressed like you was great, go perform at a casino in the 70s. He looked good, like, extra good. He looked like he was flying me to the moon. He dressed like he was flying me to the moon suit. I thought you were congratulating. They made fun of me. The guy yelling in my ear, get him out of here, get him out of here. And they'd be like, look at his damn socks. He ain't got no socks. Look at his ankles. They, for 20 minutes, they wrote to me. I thought you were congratulating him because he won a DJ of the Year award or something, since you guys already know. He did? No. Oh, oh. Didn't win. no, no, we don't know no winners. They didn't, they didn't give us come no on, winners. you drunk. You spilled tea for a living. They didn't told us, don't let nobody know who won. The first thing you say is who won. So he did win. He did? They didn't, give, they didn't, give, they didn't give out the awards yet. Yeah. I didn't see him win nothing. <laughs> Me neither. I was there. I, I didn't tell you what he did win, win, though. He won suit of the night when he came out with that catfish skin suit. <laughs> Yo. Stupid. Oh, I'm going to tell y'all something, though. Y'all know y'all killed it last year. Are y'all going to acknowledge DC Young Fly? He's been saying, yo. Where DC at? I don't <laughs> see DC. Up, Where DC? DC at? I'm on here, man. I'm oh, what up, DC? I ain't even I'm see so you, Ken. Y'all don't, y'all don't mess with me. Forget y'all, I ain't man. even see you, bro. <laughs> y'all was doing a whole interview without me, man. Forget <laughs> you, man. We thought you were sleeping or something. <laughs> I went to nah, sleep. I'm you... waiting on y'all. <laughs> exactly. Let's talk about the fact that they, they had us in here to wait to in line. Like we was trying to get in the club. We, are, we, we was in the, the lobby of Zoo. <laughs> I don't like being in the lobby of Zoo. My bad, man. We had Soldier Boy on, man. <laughs> oh, man. Big Soldier. Ah, well, we, we were the first, we the one first to comedians to get bumped for Big Soldier. How about that? <laughs> right. I'm bullshit, no Soldier. But y'all know y'all killed it last year because it was virtual, and they brought y'all back to do it live. And, and y'all know y'all beast on that live stage, so it only makes sense. Most definitely, man. Now, it was love, man. You know, you know, all we doing is is being professional and leveling up of what we do already. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, 85 South got a host. 85 South got to be the host of BET Award. Okay, 85 South got to do this. So it's like, we we really just leveling up and, and elevating already what we already be doing. So what was the difference? What was the difference between last year virtually and actually being there to f people? It was actually a lot more work because we didn't have nothing to work with. I mean, we Man. really had to, you know, we were in the studio just making it happen. But, you know, it's a, like you said, we used to the live show format. So it was just, it was easy breezy for me. This It's really just about the energy that you get to feel. You know, it's a certain energy that you feel when you're amongst other people. And you get right. to see the response that people have live to what it is that you do. Because you're not just performing for the people that are there, of course. You're performing for all the people that's going to watch. But the energy you get from the people that are there just drives it up, you know what I mean? It makes it feel more big and energetic, just being able to be amongst people. So that was the best part, just being able to feel that exchange of energy again. Did y'all roast anybody at all? I asked y'all before y'all, you said y'all might have to roast some people. Did y'all roast anybody in, in, in the audience? No, but we seen your suit though. <laughs> Wait till y'all see this suit. Y'all think we playing, but when you see this suit, Slim, he had the suit on. 
Like I'm but talking about, remember when Big Red hung the dude out the window? That's the type of suit he had on. He looked like my office hours are from nine to five. That's the suit he had on. Now we you had know when spring get in some get on some oil in your driveway and then make that look. That's what the suit looked like. We we had a little debate up here about. I said this right. I said BET should try to lock eighty five South Show in for next year already now. If they did try to lock you guys in for next year, would you be down for that, or do you feel like now nah, we gotta wait? I mean, Why the price we already went up. So exactly. You know, yeah. They try to lock it in. It's gonna still be a next year price. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what we I found saying. out that that we thought you know we thought we was you know we did it two times, but we the first ones to do it virtually. But we see Mike Epps did it five times, so. You know what I mean? They definitely can lock us in again for next year. We try to get the record too, you know. So yeah, yeah. definitely the price gonna go up though. I mean, you know, you ain't gonna be able to put me in this year. <laughs> Yesterday's price is not, not. That's exactly what price. I said. Y'all get started oh at all? Meeting anybody? Because I know there was a lot mm -hmm. of legends in there. LL Cool J. A lot of people out there. Any at all? Man, this this the one that me. I was outside handling some business. And they was like, hey man, uh, you need to come in here because Fat Joe needs to holler at you. And I was like, what the hell happened? That Fat Joe need to holler at me. He ain't never needed to holler at me. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only, I was like, what happened? But then nothing happened. He really needed to holler at me. So did, <laughs> I just, I was just <laughs> So did anybody, anybody get sensitive over y'all roasting them? No. Nah, nah, anybody really come in and uh, we ain't even do that too crazy. I feel like I heard yeah, Carlo man, say a like, name, like, though. You ain't say no name, Carlo? DJ Envy, he, he kicked us off his little red carpet. Baby. <laughs> okay. Like, Why can't be my little red carpet? Wow. Oh, damn. Nah, you know, I'm just, I'm, you know, you asked about who was starstruck. Every time I see Envy and he remember my name, I feel special. Oh, he like, did used to mess it up. When I see him, he just be like, hey, man, what's up, dude, from that thing? <laughs> so he remember my name. He remember from that thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm Stop it, man. So that was cool. He called you Clayton English the, the first three times. He called you Clayton the first three times. <laughs> oh, so yeah, man. Well, look, you know, salute to him. He was there, wow. too. So I was, you know, it was, it's always good when DJ Henry remember you. Now, I, you I figured out, I'd come dressed like a house. Cause he'd definitely remember me if I was dressed like some real estate. Hey, hey, he yeah, trying yeah. to flip. Hey, he, hey, you don't want him to flip your ass now, Chico. Chico, you don't want him to flip your ass now. Too far. Don't go too far. Charlemagne. Let me pause. How you pause, man? You pause. You know he good. You know he good for like two of them. Yeah, he great for at least two of them. Wow. Now if I had to ask Charlemagne on your wall, Chico, who that is? Uh huh. Charlemagne's on the wall. Charlemagne on your wall to the right. That's Harriet Tubman. That ain't Charlemagne. Oh, man, man y'all better man. cut it out, man. <laughs> That's Harriet Tubman, man. You talking about Harriet? That's Harriet Tubman. You gotta, you gotta do this like Charlemagne. That's Harriet. Damn, man. <laughs> you play too much, man. All right, we got more with the 85 South show when we come back, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with the 85 South Show. Of course, they're hosting the BET Awards, the Hip Hop Awards tonight at 9 p.m. Yee. Now, listen, I got to ask y'all, if you had to say who had the Hip Hop Album of the Year, all right, when it comes to Moneybag Yo, Tyler the Creator, Migos, Meg Thee Stallion, Khaled, 21 Savage, and Metro Boomin or J. Cole, who would you give Album of the Year to, Hip Hop Album of the Year? I'm gonna okay. go with 21 because I know he's from the city. Yes, and I got I forgot the, the list right there. I'm still Money bag, money bag, yo. <laughs> Tyler the Creator, Migos, <laughs> Meg the Stallion, Khaled, 
21 Savage and Metro Boomin or J. Cole, who had album of the year? Oh. Man, she's trying to, she trying to okay. get y'all to tell Personal. them answers. No, not the real answer. <laughs> yeah. They know the real answers. That's what it is. She's trying to get y'all to tell them winners. That's the big All one. All the way, I, I would get... I would give album of the year to who y'all bumped as the Soldier Boy. That's who I give. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna get the album of the year too. Just Meg the Stallion. She deserved, man. She don't never wear no clothes, bro. She ain't got cold. She be dancing. I know she tired. That's why. I, yeah, I, I just love Meg. She just she don't want <laughs> everything when it's up to me. How you gonna ask us a question, Ashley, and to get mad it ain't sufficient enough? That's why. He said, me, he said <laughs> something about her clothes. I was like, what about her rapping? <laughs> no, because I just saw they did this other promo with her, and he had the same clothes on, like from the video with the boots and the little drawers. I'm like, man, put man clothes on. She no, know, man. Chico Pete, is this the reason to give so somebody said, album of the year? <laughs> Uh, well, yes. So you tell me, Meg be wearing the same clothes? No, they're not the exact same outfit, but they won't put no clothes on Meg, and they be working the hell out of me with the boots and the drawers on. Man, I don't like that, bro. Every time I see Meg, she got the boots and the drawers on, bro. She got too much talent for them to just not put no clothes on her, man. Let her that's facts, and that's facts. And that's fact. She can do more than twerk, bro. She, she's hey, hey, man, let's not. That's she fact. do wear clothes, Lord. But them, like, them boots and the little drums, come on, bro. And the little and fish and the fish she got videos with clothes on. No, and bro. I want to see in a whole outfit. Yeah, but y'all <laughs> acting like that's not her choice, though. It, I'm not saying it's her choice. I'm just saying. I think that sometimes she got to say, you know what? I'm just going to put my Reeboks on and do this right here for the hood. She's out of Nike. She's out of Nike. Why out of Nike? Well, I mean, I put her Nikes on then. You know what's <laughs> funny? Envy got a... Envy got a picture of himself young in an outfit just like that. Stop playing. What? With no clothes on? No, she lying. <laughs> Come on, DC. You Abby, know she lying. You don't have them little shorts with the... We all oh, got pictures man. with oh, man. 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 You got some dinantanons and cowboy boots on. I ain't got no damn cowboy boots Man, don't judge that, man. We were born in the 70s. Y'all wasn't born in no 70s. You know that was the style back then. Not no cowboy boots. I ain't no damn cowboy boots. But you had the shorts. I'm afraid to see some of the pictures you got from old Oh, dude. <laughs> Come on, get get Chico Bean something for his wall, Envy. No, 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 I'm good on. I ain't putting up. Yeah, I, I ain't putting up no 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 pictures of you. I already got Charlamagne right there. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, man. I was, man, stop talking about my great great grandmama like that, man. Man, that's you, Charlamagne. <laughs> <laughs> You a reincarnated. We know who you are. <laughs> I want to salute Chico too, cause you know Chico. Um, you know he, he he's on the God's Honest Truth, my late night show, and this week, man, he did something special with Icewear Vezo, man, at uh Inception yeah, in yeah, Farmington. I want to shout out Carlos Miller in that case. You know what I'm saying? He was on Mastery of Comedy, so shout out to Carlos Miller. That's right, Angela. Yeah, I was about to say. Was so you gonna get? You done did that. I didn't even know that what that is. That, that, <laughs> DJ Envy. Hey, what, what, what man? Hey, Los, I had your picture on. <laughs> hey, Los, I had your picture on the show Friday, Los, because I was talking about black men don't cheat. I showed your picture twice on the show, man. Hey, man, I appreciate you that. Show me, Harriet. Why you start whispering? Show me. All right, where well, we go again? Eighty-five South tonight. B E T. Make sure you tune in. We appreciate you, brothers, man. Much love, y'all. Oh.
Nah, hey, love, OG. We appreciate y'all. Love, Kings. Right, see you soon, man. Next time I see you, I'm going to be dressed like a sub-development. You definitely going to remember my name. All right. When, when you flip your ass, don't say nothing. Hey, Charlamagne, I'm number two. Charlamagne, Mr. Tubman. Mr. Tubman. Chill out, Mr. Tubman. Sit in that right there. That's you, bro. Chill out. Goodbye, man. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Ah, 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 ah. That's so right? funny. Life is beautiful. How are y'all this morning? Y'all feel good? Yeah, pretty I'm good. I'm sending healing energy to everybody out pretty there great. who needs it. I hope you feel blessed, black, and highly favored this morning. What's happening? What about for the people that's not black and they Latino? I hope they feel blessed in whatever they are and highly favored. Go. They should embrace it. There you go. You know, but I don't know why we have to do that. What you mean? I was saluting black people. Okay, oh, why can't we just that. leave you it at that? Good morning, to everybody. I hope everybody feels great. I'm sending anybody. Here I think energy. I was being very specific what? when I said I'm blessed, black, and highly favored, and I hope everybody else out there is too. That, what about that Dominican that's out there that's listening right you're now? You're not even Dominican. I didn't say I am. I just said what about the Dominican? You either, either claim your set or don't. One or the other. <laughs> Are you Dominican or not? No, this is your I'm final not. answer. I you're said a I'm liar. Not. <laughs> you're a liar. You're supposed to say that's the cat. Tuck your chain, bro. All right. <laughs> Ready? Chain. You're not supposed to be promoting that no more. Talk Shut up! Chain. I'm not promoting nothing, man. Let's get to rumors. Let's talk Sage Steel. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the rumor report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. So ESPN personality Sage Steele was on the Uncut with Jay Cutler podcast. And on there, she was discussing different things like racial identity, since you guys are talking about race, and also having to identify as a single race because she is biracial. She's African-American and Irish-Italian. So she also uh, was told that Barack Obama chose black and he's biracial. And here's what she had to say to that. Uh, when you fill out your census, I'm like, well, I don't know when the last time I filled out my census was, but yeah. if they make you choose a race... She's like, what are you gonna put? I go, well, both. She's like, well, you can't. She goes, well, what if Barack Obama chose black and he's biracial? I'm like, well, congratulations to the president. That's his thing. I go, I think that's fascinating <clears throat> considering his black dad was nowhere to be found, but his white mom and grandma raised him. But hey, mm -hmm. you do you, I'm gonna do me. What, what does that mean? I don't even understand what she's trying to say. Like your father not being in your life determines what you're racist? Yeah, I mean, he identifies if, as he's black. If that's the case, I well, know a lot of brothers and sisters who shouldn't identify as black then either. Like, is that something that just applies to biracial people? Like, the logic not logic. And I don't, what does she claim? Uh, she says uh, she's biracial. But that's not on the census. Right. So she says she, she doesn't remember the last time she's filled one out anyway. So apparently she's not even filling out the census. Isn't that illegal? Ah, uh, it's not illegal. They just oh. encourage you to do that yeah, if you want to get resources. If you want resources for your community, and then you should fill it out. Well, that's very irresponsible, her. Huh? It is definitely irresponsible. And another thing that she talked about, and I just want to play both of these because I want to talk about what Jamil Hill had to say to her on Twitter. But she also talked about the way that women dress, women journalists, and how they get harassed. I mean, I've had talks with young women, and I've said to the, a couple of them, they're like, "Well, would you look at my tape? Would you do this?" And I and I've said, "Listen." I would love to, but the way that you present yourself is not something I want to be associated with. So when you dress like that, I'm not saying you deserve the gross comments, Whoa. but you know what you're doing when you're putting that outfit on too. Yeah. Like women are smart. So don't play coy and put it all on the guys when we, and again, I'm not saying anybody deserves anything, but we need to be responsible as women too. Hmm. Now Carrie Champion tweeted out, Lesai, my dad wasn't around when I was younger. I'm still black. 
And uh, Sarah Spain tweeted, a reminder to women journalists and women everywhere that what you wear should have no effect on whether or not you're safe at work. Jamil Hill also tweeted, so on top of thinking former President Obama shouldn't identify as black because he didn't have a relationship with his black father, Sage still also thinks female journalists who dress a certain way know what you're doing when you're putting that outfit on. Clown behavior. I would love to know um, who those young women were she was talking to. Like, I, w- I wonder how that message was received. Like, a y- I wonder how a young woman in her field would take that. Like, hearing Sage Steele tell them, you know, they shouldn't dress a certain way. I wonder how they received that as young girls in the business. Right, because really it is that men, if there's an issue with men having things to say about how you're dressed, they're the ones that really need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. How they look at women and what they have to say about that. So, And I also feel like it doesn't matter what you do, people are going to criticize it. They'll be like, oh, that dress is too short, it's too tight, it's too this, it's too that. You shouldn't be wearing that. Nobody should be judging you based off of how you're dressed. I also wonder how you named after something that brings so much peace. Like, I literally burned sage to clean spaces of negative energy, but this sage just bought all this negative energy. This still cancels it. Jesus Christ. Okay. Now still Cynth- supposed to shop and still. <laughs> like, my God. Now, Cynthia Bailey has revealed the reason that she left the Real Housewives of Atlanta She did open up during E! News Daily Pop, and here's what she had to say. It was time. Was it a mutual decision? Well, I had been thinking about it for a while, like, you know, just the whole transition, like, I knew it wasn't going to last forever. And I felt like, you know, 10 years is is, is a good run. Then the whole thing happened with us going on hiatus, so they gave me more time to think about it, and then I got really used to not really going back. And when they did come back, they actually offered me a friend contract. And I thought, you know what? That may be a perfect way for me to transition. And then I just thought, you know what? Cut the cord. She can't be demoted to friend. No, she can't be demoted after to friend. Being, that's like going from being the main piece to the side piece. You got to... Yeah, it's time to go. Yeah, that lets you definitely know it's time to go. I wonder who's on the new cast, though. I, I've seen, what, one or two people, but I wonder who else. I saw Claudia Jar- uh, Jordan and Shamari DeVoe putting it out there like, hey, guys, we were one season wonders. We were ready to come back. Maybe we should start giving them slices of peaches. Like, you know, like the main cast members have a whole peach, but everybody else got like sliced. Nobody would hold one slice of peach when they take a picture. I ain't saying picture. hold the slices. Give them a, like but a they also hold couple. Peach. Give them a couple. Nah, couple of slices. The, they hold the peach. I know Akon's wife. I know um, who else was there. What's the lady that came back? Remember she had a, the mansion? Can't remember her name. Who, Sheree? Tell Sheree, us, Sheree, Sheree came back. You don't watch it, girl? Mm-mm. Yeah, Sheree's back. I mean, that'll be interesting to see that. People want Phaedra back still? Yeah. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Everybody is DJ Envy and Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to uh, Royce the 5-9-4-2, Doug, Fab, 50, uh, Icewear, Vezo. They are all confirmed to have their cars at my car show in Detroit. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I got a lot more surprises for Detroit. So if you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets. It's it's going to be a big family day, all right? It's, you name it, exotic cars, celebrity cars, great food, amusement rides, carnival games. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, giving kids candy for the, for the best costume. So there's a lot going on. So if you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets, all right? And I want to salute everybody that's coming to uh, the Mental Wealth Expo. This Sunday, World Mental Health Day, man. You know, it's my first ever Mental Wealth Expo. It's going to be a day of mental health and healing education. We got a bunch of different panels and breakout rooms, and it's going to be, you know, uh, vendors there. So, you know, if you're looking to get started on your healing journey, you know, um, 
I will have a lot of different people and resources that can that can get you on the good foot, okay? And it's free, and it's open to the public, and it's this Sunday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square. You can go to mentalwealthexpo.com for more information on that. Can't wait to see y'all on Sunday, man, so we can love on each other and, you know, just enjoy the day. It's going to be a fun time. Who you loving on? I mean, there's going to be a lot of different people there, you know what I'm saying? You know, I got a panel with my man Jay Barnett, Jason Wilson, and Ryan Mundy that Maxwell will be moderating. I'm definitely going to be loving on them. You know, my good sister, Debbie Brown, she's doing her podcast, Dropping Gems Live there with uh, my good sister, Anita Kopax. So everybody, everybody that goes, you're going to be loving them. Wait, Emmy, uh, Maxwell's right. going to be there. Not that Maxwell. Oh, Maxwell, Maxwell. Maxwell okay. Jones. Yeah, so yes. all right, I'm going to go then. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely going to be... Um, Loving all my people. It's a day of mental health education and healing. You know what I mean? Shanti Dawes is going to be there. Uh, she's moderating a panel with Doug Reed and David Johns and Andrea Brown. That panel is just about uh, racial trauma and, and mental health. But we got a whole lot of things going on, man. 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. I'm going to be there the whole time. So pull up on us on Sunday. All right. When we come back, we got the positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Oh, and listen, salute to the 85 South Show. We didn't thank uh, Carlos Watson or the 85 South Show for pulling up today. And um, this Thursday, make sure you catch us in Atlanta, man. We're celebrating the Black Effect Podcast Network's one-year anniversary with a live podcast event hosted by Flame Monroe with, with my, my, my homegirls, my niece Weezy and Mandy B. They'll be uh, doing Horrible Decisions live. And we got the 85 South Show, DC Young Fly, Carlos Miller and Chico Bean also doing their podcast live. Go to blackeffect.com slash be live, you know, to get more information and to get your tickets, okay? Okay. Now, um, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do. I first want to tell people too, man, um, thank you for everybody that's been subscribing to the God's Honest Truth podcast. Courtesy of uh, Comedy Central and the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. It's available everywhere you subscribe to podcasts right now. So if you missed the show on Friday night, the show comes on Friday nights at 10 p.m. on Comedy Central, The God's Honest Truth. But the podcast of the show comes out on Mondays. So it's it's available right now. So salute to everybody that's been, you know, subscribing to that and downloading that. And the positive note is simply this. Don't let history repeat itself. You have the power to stop the patterns. Breakfast Club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done?